0: Here we go. Okay, good day. Today's episode of Cruising with Phil. My name is Phil the Cruise. Today I have a special two guest edition. to expect is from Lisbon, Portugal, Mr. Ricardo Morea and his beloved wife, Alina. <laughs> Alina. Oh, yeah. right? Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. So
1: introduce yourselves and tell me what it's all about. <laughs> well, my name is Irina. I'm a producer. I am also, um, I'm starting a master on um, um, urban uh, sustainability and so I'm in love with cities and uh, Ricardo uh, who I am married to as well is a very stubborn person who loves city as much as I do and we had very big discussions about how can you transform cities, how can uh, city service better, what good practices should we have in lisbon and where can we go get good examples of what's happening out there and so ricardo went and did stuff (laughs) yeah
2: well that that's about it phil uh thank you for having us great. i
0: really appreciate this nice talking along this first time um you did four cities right
2: i was watching the videos you did five uh, we did five five, five cities yeah We've done five cities, five episodes, and we wish to do more. But still, the, the I think that what uh, lead us to, led, led us to do that was precisely the same the same debates that you're having up there. Yeah. So the thing was, we we here in Lisbon and here in Portugal, all the discussions were very close, very tight, and nobody had any new great ideas. So what we thought was well why don't we go out there and show showcase the best policies for cities that we know about and we were very lucky because well we had almost no budget and uh we went with the skeleton crew me and another guy and i wrote it all and irina produced it all so we we didn't get any money by doing it it was just out of stubbornness and love for the cities then we went we went all over Europe to find the best examples we did we could find for those specific public policies, and well, we 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 sort of changed the debate here too. So we're really glad that we're able to uh, uh, show that to to you guys there in Canada.
1: We're going oh. far.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael, yeah. Well when well, when I sent you the message about the input, what did you think about that? Like I said I started to. I shared on the tweet
2: over here in Canada and I got a big response for it well well that's great within the, we know there's a big uh the big Portuguese community there yeah. on, uh, in Canada, uh, yeah. and so I think that most people that come from Portugal and know that know people from Lisbon understand that we have a, a housing crisis like well it's it's awful and it's going to get worse in January so we are very very much afraid of what's going on here we have a big problem with housing and so we went to berlin and apparently berlin and um, and uh, vienna in uh, in austria are the best examples you can find in terms of what you should do to tackle uh, a a housing crisis and we started from there and we were we were able to interview ministers and council men and women and uh, people who work and uh, we're activists, so it was, it was great and we're glad to share it with you guys. Especially because
1: when uh, you start talking about, you know, uh, putting uh, housing with the social... Uh, Sorry. Social cap, uh, cap uh,
2: maximum cap.
1: Yeah, when you start talking about, like, uh, uh, make things affordable, especially on housing, uh for people and make it affordable for everyone uh people start with that debate that you're all communists and what is special about this is that you can get great examples from countries that have all sorts of policies you know and all sorts of policy makers so it's more like a justice um situation answer than actually uh, trying to make uh, everybody a uh, comrade, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you, yeah. uh, I, I sent you some of the uh, our housing policies for starting the new mayor started this year. Did you read any of uh, the stuff I sent you? Well, we couldn't. I'm,
2: I'm really sorry. We, That's we okay. not uh, a lot to read. But if you can go through them, maybe we can share well, some thoughts. To, with... well, basically, what, we're, what you've accomplished
0: in some of the countries there, we try to get your, the biggest problem, as you probably know, is, is the red team. The, uh, you know, it takes a long time to get processed, which is unnecessary. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, was it Helsinki? How you, what, the homelessness? Yes, it is. That's amazing what they did. They reduced homelessness. I mean, we're trying to get that down here right now. Problem is here that we don't have a policy where they should make it a law where you cannot evict people outside the streets unless you have a place to put them in. And that's the problem right now. The people are getting, they're closed down these temporary hotels, shelters, and there's nowhere to put them. And that's the problem. And they're out in the streets. You know, and that should be. No,
2: that's awful. We we have a very bad situation here in Lisbon with homelessness as well. We uh, it's it's about there, there's about uh, three hundred and fifty people living rough in the streets, and we have about four thousand persons that live uh, precarious, that can be uh, uh, that are officially homeless. So it's a big issue here in Lisbon, and we wanted to see the best example. And the best example, not in Europe, in the world, it's Helsinki. Helsinki. And Europe. yeah, and what have they done that's different from everybody else? They've done two things. First of all, in, ten years ago, they went ahead and um, they, they had the best shelters ever. But they understood that the problem with shelters is that they could solve. Uh, uh, temporary homelessness, people that were on the streets for not, not a very long time, but they couldn't solve the problem with long-term uh, uh, homelessness. And they understood something that, well, when you say it out loud, it seems, it seems candid. It seems kind of, well, every, everybody knows what you're talking about. And the thing is, you have to start with the house. That's the basis of everything. And there's a lot of ways you can take care of someone who's homeless. Uh, like uh, uh, here in Portugal, we had the shelters re- regime, but sometimes in some shelters you can only enter if you had if you were clean in terms of consumption of drugs or in terms of consumption of alcohol. And that's really unfair. Because if you think about your family, uh, you know that if somebody has a problem with addiction in your family you all the family goes around and gets gets together and you have to find a psychiatrist and you have to find a psychologist and that people needs to get meds and it takes a long time and this is within a structured family and then a guy living rough in the streets alone you tell him well you can only access this bunk this little bed that we have here if you're clean And that's really unjust and that really doesn't work so it's it's kind of prejudiced in a way it's it's very prejudiced you know it is it is it's blaming it's blaming that person for and and making him pay it's it's even worse than blaming him for
1: what it is a health
2: problem it's a health it's it's a a health health
1: problem problem. yeah Yeah.
2: basically saying it's your fault if you're like that sorry you
0: can't get in i shouldn't be like that you know we have the same thing over here you know we have, uh, we have injection sites. I don't know if you heard of this. We have injection sites around the city where people actually go up and get injected for their dose. And, uh, but that's, that's where it stops. You know? So basically, you said you can't get in because you're you know, taking this. But it's required in your system. So it's not a case of addiction, it's a case of livability, right? Some people have different issues. And you can't uh, segregate one issue to the other. You can't say because you did this, you did this, you're not getting there. You know, there's a lot of mental mental uh, issues of big time over here and it's not handled properly. They put them in shelters, in uh, hotels. And the problem is that's where it stops. There's no there's nothing exactly set up that's long term. Like you talked about one of the countries. They had uh, programs helping to get back on the streets or helping with uh, mental issues or health. You know, just something to support. Even if they're not going to get off your addiction, you need that support. You can't just say, sorry, you got a time limit. You're on your support. I give you six months. Sorry, you're out the door. Can't
2: do that. It's long-term. Yeah. Everything. Now, it is. So what they found out in, in Helsinki is that if you give a home to a person, then in the long term, that person really is able to get back on track and they do it. They give the home without conditions and they support that person in terms of uh, mental health, because some, some people or most of the people that live rough have mental health issues at least in Lisbon and in Helsinki I don't know what's what what's going on in in Canada but here and there that's the that's the problem and in terms of addiction which is both which are both health problems as uh, Irina said so what they found out is uh, the program that, that it's a program called housing first where you give the house first and then you start to give low threshold jobs like Cleaning your own room. Mm-hmm. This is a low threshold job. But what they found out is that the next day, people wake up to that low threshold job and want to do that. And they start losing their addiction. And they start being open to a program to uh, to tackle uh, uh, their addiction or their mental problem.
1: Especially because you're not treating them as if they were not part of the society. Exactly. as they were outcasts. And that's a big, That's a problem
0: here. We don't treat them as real people, like you said. You know, everybody's yeah, a person. And they
1: are real people. They are, they are as real as I am. Yeah. You
0: know, we always say when the, the election, if
2: you can vote, you're real. So why can't you help the person?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Well,
2: so so apparently in Helsinki, this program is is so successful that they they closed every shelter that they have. They wow. no longer have shelters. Because they have housing, uh, housing first programs, and now their goal is to eliminate altogether homelessness. Wow! Altogether, so it's the only country in the world that has been able to reduce homelessness as a social problem by doing something that's really, really candid. Again, candid to wow. give somebody a. Can you give me the uh, the time difference
0: between when they started the program and what the outcome like? How many years it took, or how long?
2: Well, they they started uh, many decades ago, and uh, but they didn't have the the um, housing first program. The housing first program is from around two thousand eight, I think. But they've copied it from an American program. Housing first is it was an American policy first, but the place in the world that's uh, that it has the best results is in Helsinki. Wow. And I'll tell you what we've copied it as well in Lisbon, and the results are amazing. We had eighty uh, house, housing first houses and uh, and in the last uh, 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 mandate, uh, the city hall expanded that to almost four hundred. And uh, the success rate of that program, is of about eighty percent, which means that people stay, and they didn't stay in uh, in the hotels, the, the temporary hotels. People stay, and they get better in their illness. So we are quite amazed with it, and it has become because of that test. It has become a national policy, and now the government, because of Lisbon, is implementing it all over the country. We hope that it's going that is going to go well well apparently the data says it, it will be but we will only know in a couple of years of course oh wow, that's great that's amazing wow
0: okay uh can you tell
2: the people your background i know your wife's background but you uh i read your little bio there well it's 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 almost the same as irina we we fell in love with each other and with cities mm-hmm. actually and um and, and i'm uh originally i'm a forestry engineer and then I I understood that I loved uh, uh, people more than forests, and and that I needed to to talk with people. And then I went to study economy and uh, public policies, and uh, I I work for a government agency. And right now I'm um, I'm chief of staff of a, of a councilwoman here in the Lisbon municipality, and. On the same time, I'm a PhD student on climate change and uh, sustainability. Yeah, so cool. so that's, that's pretty much our background. So we came together and right now we're really interested in cities because it's it, well, to tell you the truth, it's like everybody in the next century. Most of the people right now, most of the people on the planet already live in, in cities, and that's going to be m- much more than that. Uh, uh, almost seventy percent of the people of the planet are going to live in in cities, and cities are very important in terms of sustainability. <coughs> we, it's the key to the climate policies are in cities. So this is the debate. This is the b- debate we want to be in. Yeah, we got. We I, have a talk. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Going back a little bit because all of the like the climate change and the fact that I'm studying. Um, urban sustainability, um, is is actually a key holder of all of this as well, because as Ricardo was saying, cities are seen right now as a problem, you know, because they have too many people because they are a source of uh, problems because of cars because you know and actually we look at them as an answer for most of the problems that are happening happening and actually covid allowed us to do the episodes but as well uh, Ricardo was talking about the housing first that was implemented in Lisbon during the um, the covid Zanov, because uh, it was one of the few cities that i know of that when the lockdown the first lockdown came gathered all of uh, the people the in homeless situation and started taking care of them you know the approach changed during the covid and that's how they got from 80 housing first to 400 uh, right now best in yeah. the
0: people the city that's our problem here. We don't have enough investment and enough faith. Uh, there's a lack of trust between the people of the city and the government for our city hall. I don't know how your city hall works. We have like uh, 25 wards. I think you, can, you call them blocks in one of the cities. I think. We call them wards over here. We have 25 counselors. It was reduced from a larger amount. So but the problem is that it's a very wide area. Uh, it's a little response. Things getting done. We have, I don't know what the policy is. We have a lot of incumbents. Like, uh, we have councilors that have been sitting there for a long time. And the, the problem oh, is yeah. change. Yeah, we have like, we have some that have been there 25 years sitting in council. No, I don't know how uh, we have, <laughs> it's funny saying that, yeah. But uh, it's the problem much is,
1: lack- the same everywhere in the it's world, insane. it doesn't it? change. Yeah, does it's, it?
0: not, it's not like when you guys took it a step, you put that, you took that lack of trust out of that system and you put it back in the people, and you see the results 80% reduced from poverty, I mean, homelessness down, you know. That's what people, we gotta, that's what we gotta stop Our problem is we have so many heads of states making decisions we got housing policies we have promises but but the frustration is even though this is going on we still get kicked out of their homes uh the uh, market's high the the housing's down like you said most of europe's all the renters right like over here i don't
1: i don't don't know if this helps you or not sorry for interrupting you but we are studying uh different types of governance you know not that you lose the actual system as it is uh, but um, we are studying cities that organize themselves with different levels of governance, like associações de moradores. How do you say that?
2: Uh, um, housing cooperatives now. Yeah, no, no. well, associations. Yeah,
1: like associate neighborhood associations. Yeah, that yeah. we have um, a that talk with the next level of governance and then you have something in between and then finally you get to a stage that the level of proximity is um, pretty close. And so you can start changing little things and then maybe step to some bigger issues as housing, which is- We uh,
0: We have different, we have tenant associations. We have so many groups. We have biking groups, associations. The problem is we got to come together. as coalitions. different. Like say housing. Yeah. Biking. We got. Yeah. I got. We got a bike event coming. Uh, meeting on January of all the getting extension of bike routes So over here. It's a lot of problems getting bike routes. Now it's getting better. Not like in Europe. I used to live in Europe city in the military.
1: But it's getting nothing, better. Nothing. But the things
0: we got to get. We have different wards. We have associates. We have a uh, uh, tremendous volunteers. I've talked to so many of them. So many volunteers on their own time doing on their own love for the city. And the problems we have, they get. They want answers. And answers are not long; they're not quick enough. That's the problem. Get things done faster and better and more efficient. More faith in the people. People can have faith in the city. That's the problem during the election. Like you have, have
1: big cars
0: there.
1: you have huge you have huge trucks in there. Everybody has a huge truck. Oh, but, oh
0: <laughs> you mean the uh, SUVs and all that? I know. Yeah, I, I know. It's like a big thing. Oh, yeah, I know. Over the, I was like, yeah, I I lived in Europe. There, I saw like in, like, in Montreal. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big uh. Uh, it's, everybody has every, like every second person has. I don't have. A, I have a little car, Toyota. That's it. But I don't have to do the big here, trucks and all that.
1: Here in Portugal, things are you know cars are getting bigger, but they're electric now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, what's the
0: rate of uh, your over here for electricity? Like we're trying to go. We have a 2030 for a mandate to get all electric by 2030 for all cars and also go green economy. What's your
2: what is it over there like for cars wise? supposedly in 2030 will be in the it's that's the goal but um the yeah. the thing is the government and city hall they're they're selling it uh, as th- that transformation as something that is going to solve the, pro- the problems in cities but we're not convinced right. what we think what we think uh, cities need is on, is to respect the pedestrian, to change the logic of the streets, respect the pedestrian, respect the bikers, get bike lanes, less cars and more public transport. So we went to Barcelona and I don't know if you know what they're doing in Barcelona. I know that Carlos Moreno is very influential in um, in Paris and he's doing the 15-minute um, City in yeah. Paris, right? And everybody know, wants to know about that. But the thing is, in Barcelona, without the colao, wh- which is the mayor, uh, they were able to to create one thing called super like uh, super blocks, and it's an amazing experience. I saw so, the. Uh,
0: what... I was watching the videos there a couple of times about that. Amazing, yeah. Just, period to all the cars, bike lanes, you know. I, we want that year big time. We got we got like so many bike groups. I've talked to a few of them. They got they're so enthusiastic, they got and they're so knowledgeable. They know, the things they tell me about, they take stats. Oh, they all volunteers, they take stats, they count times, they count routes, you know about the city, and that's what we need. And because like I watched the video, what they're doing there, blocks, closing out streets. I wish we could do that year. I said, you know, if I if I was, I said we have so many areas downtown, they're so used, we are so used to the cars still, that's a problem. We gotta get to that transition period. You know, we have I know,
2: buses. I know. But you, what you did there, better, Amazing. you need better the public transport, and we need better tra- public transport. And Barcelona, the, the thing about the Super Manzanas is, is incredible because they don't really cut traffic. What they do is they reroute traffic in the sense that if you go into the neighborhood, you go out in the same way. So were, there's no um, uh, traffic that goes by to go to another place that's eliminated and so the thing is we in cities we've we we've um, we've constructed cities in the last 70 years with the promise that with another lane with another car lane we could solve the problem with traffic and that's one false. more lane one more lane right <laughs> just one more lane and that's false it it didn't solve any problems with traffic anywhere in the world Actually, California, it's the best example, right, of what not to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's the best example that you should run away from.
0: I lived there for about a year in the military, in the traffic. You're talking about the crazy... Uh, the, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy, right? right? I know, oh yeah, I wouldn't live there. I lived there for like, you know, <laughs> three know hours. Stuck in the- how, to,
1: how to be alive, because there's no way that you can live around, you know, two tons of steel... And uh, it's, it's too much. The car consumes everything around you. I think the uh, Ricardo has the, the data on Barcelona, but I think it's over 60% of public space goes to cars. Yeah. How did we get there? And then you see uh, cities like Germany has a whole lot of cities that were thought 30 years ago to not to have cars like the Freiburg. Freiburg has like two huge neighborhoods, and it's beautiful. It's and, and it has um, like a tram, uh, a, a tram, a, a tram mm-hmm. and the whole neighborhood was built around the tram. Uh, people cannot get a car. They don't have where to park it. They are not allowed to have a car. And the only thing you can uh, have is a bicycle or to uh, be a happy pedestrian, you know? And they have a good life. They seem to have a good life. It's
0: amazing, yeah. We, we have so many... Uh, our city is dry. It's designed horizontally and vertically. So, like, you can never get lost. You can just go to a subway. I Do not you have subways over there? We yeah. do. Yeah. We have an improvement. But- so it's a slow process. We're getting there. But, like, uh, I think the culture, like I was telling people, we have... To, we got to change our culture and thinking mentality of driving and biking and and not just, and that's also economy. Like you said, you're not going to solve the problem just by limiting all this by 2030. That's not the problem. What you showed in the examples in the cities there, that's right there. It's solving right there. Clean living. And we talked about also. You uh, talk about one countries are over 50 uh, percent overweight or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But. but, but... But the thing, the, the thing about Barcelona, and let me get back to that, uh, to it, is that they've shown that even when we have a city that's highly car dependent, we can retrofit. And this is something new or in, in the sense that uh, sometimes you say, well, the, we, have, we can't do anything about it because it's just a culture. That's, that's, not the, that's not the fact. And uh, there in Barcelona, they were able to create the supermanzanas. And we have to think about, for whom did we plan cities? So we've planned cities around the car, but I don't know if it's the same there in, in uh, Toronto yeah. and in Canada, but, but here in Lisbon and in Europe, the car rests still for 92% of the time. And in those 8% of the time that we're using the car, one third of that, we use it to find a parking spot. So it's crazy. It is, we, yeah. we've, we've invented a, a machine of over one ton to carry a guy that weighs uh, uh, 70 kilos. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's awful in terms of efficiency. And it's everything on the contrary of what it should be. And more than that, if you go through the numbers, mainly here in Europe, mainly the people who use cars are white guys in their middle uh, years of, uh, of lifetime, right? So, middle... You know, like, middle we got white, white guys, guys here too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same but,
0: thing. But they got, they got money, they like the cars, they like the comforts, you know? I, all
1: bet you they're sitting, I, I bet you they're sitting on parliament for the next for the, the past 25 <laughs> years.
2: Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> so, these guys just hijacked our cities. Yeah, <laughs> they've, they've built the cities around themselves and now they're telling us we and they're telling not just us because I'm a middle age white guy so they're telling myself that we can't retrofit so women that use more the, tra- the, 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 public, the transportation. public transportation, the city is not for them uh, and uh, uh, young guys, uh, younger children and uh, youngsters and old people none of these use the car as much as those guys
1: and even all of the rest of the white guys yeah that don't use uh cars yeah Yeah.
2: so so we have 70 percent of the space of the city of the public space of the city for a minority of white male middle-aged guys and they tell us that the city has to be like this and it hasn't so if you really are thinking about constructing a city for everyone, you need to retrofit. And one of the best examples is Barcelona mm-hmm. and maybe Paris is another good example. You should wow. study them, it's incredible. Got about uh, four
0: minutes left. You wanna do another session? Do you have time for another session after? Let's go. Okay, so another session will start in about half an hour, but this will be, got four minutes left here. Just to wanna also, uh, I'd be surprised to have you, I didn't know your wife was involved, it's amazing, you know? So, yeah. How long have you been married? Yeah. A year now. A
1: year. <laughs> That's it?
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And you met through, uh, how did you meet? Through the, uh, the study no, and
1: all? We worked, we worked together like... Uh, Five years. No, yeah, but we worked together like 12 years ago and I met Ricardo there. And uh, then I think he went, he was my boss for like two or three years and then he went working somewhere else. And uh, again, the pandemic's came and uh, finally we we thought about <laughs> I gotta tell you Ric- like-
0: Ricardo yeah. Ricard, as soon as you're married you're never the boss anymore. I know
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good boss it's a really good boss yes, but, it, but it's
1: a democracy here the yeah, kids vote yeah.
0: Yeah. I like your uh <laughs> I like how you do your little, your little bloopers the videos at the end you do little mistakes you show you know, I love the, yeah. I like the honesty, but it's you know, you're not doing the perfect video and you're making mistakes. I like, I think that's, that's amazing. I like it.
1: He, didn't, I he do... didn't wanted them there.
0: Yeah. I think it's great. That <laughs> was the editor.
1: Yeah. That was me.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It just, <laughs> it just showed real. You're not being the whole perfect host and all. We just make, you know, we all make mistakes. And they showed, you know, we're all, you know, we're all coming in. Uh, you're not perfect. But but because, but it's
1: just funny. Part of the idea of the videos of the episodes, it's to show that, Look, we're not fanatics about anything. We were just talking about cars. We have a car. We never know where the car is because it, it stays parked for like, for the time that it should be parked, uh, and then when we need to do 200 kilometers to a place there that there's no there's no way we get there without the car, we go get it, and that's it. You know, every other trip we make it's by public transportation which we yeah. dearly love and found
0: Amazing. um yeah so we're going to change okay yeah it's gonna end in two minutes so i'll cut off here and talk to you in about half an hour next one starts at 3 30. be okay for that okay yeah.
2: okay that's yeah, it Yeah.
0: Uh, my time will be uh i guess eight thirty. your time right yeah okay so let's go for another session we'll talk to you about also about um Transportation and also uh, well, so agriculture. We talked about one of the cities that built the gardens on the roof. We can talk about that in the next session. Okay, so I'll talk to you in half an hour okay. and we'll do that. Okay, Okay, go, go for coffee. Then. <laughs> yeah, stop the video here and I'll talk to you in half an hour there. Okay. Bye. Okay, there's that.